Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode ever of a podcast dedicated to a great man, a great man indeed, a leader, a man of honor a man who commands respect of other great men a man who stood against the most horrific military machine ever assembled in human history at the helm of this war machine A ruthless man on a path to cleanse the entire world of other races. One man stood against the critics of his own people, the critics. Of his own allies. When all hope was lost. At least it seemed. You could look at this man. And still have faith. That the fight will go on. And that is Winston. Spencer. Churchill. The last lion, the defender of the realm. We watch all these movies of of fantasies of all these Lord of the Rings, all these epic quests. Well, this right here was one of those epic quests. So I am reading. I will be reading from the book of the last lion by the late great co-written by the late great William Manchester Bill Manchester and his good friend Paul Reed Paul Reed This is quite a book. Took me a whole day to get through 50 pages. But when I did, that was the prelude. The preamble 
the buildup. This is between 1940 to 1965. This man was already 65 years old. They called him the old man. Or as I call them, the old goat. Because he truly was the greatest of all time. When I'm... I'm on page 140 so far, folks. And I'm... I'm I can confirm this man is the greatest man of all time. Some would say Jesus. I've read that story. That story is... Stories everywhere. But this right here... There's no doubt about it. All right here. It was all captured. It was on the grandest of stage. When things could be recorded. Audio recordings were there. There was no video. Can't find no video of some of these speeches. There's no video of some of these speeches. This is just this man hopping on this microphone like I am and speaking truth and inspiring a nation with a microphone. This man inspired a nation with a microphone. He kept it real. Had it not been for the microphone, his enemies would have got him. His political enemies would have got out of him. His political enemies would have took the deal. The Hitler deal. His political enemies would have tucked tail and ran. The arms are still here. We'll give you all our ships. They would have took the deal. Just don't hurt us. They would have all took the deal. Not Winston Churchill. No, no, no. Winston Churchill was ready to fight. Winston Churchill was ready to die. Ready to die. He told his cabinet, the only thing is, only way I see it is victory or us choking to death on our own blood on these streets. And I'm ready for both. This is not a book about Hitler. This is about his nemesis. This is about the man who won. This is about the man who survived. Here the British were sitting on their own little island. Last 
line of defense. France tucked their tail. Barely even fought. Man, you corny! Scared. Gave up their homelands, their home. Didn't have no fight in them, no dog in them. Just tucked the tail and. Man, you corny! Don't hurt us. Did, knowing this man just slaughters civilians, demoralizes them, dominates them. They didn't care, they were so shook. Threw down their arms. I want to go home. I want to. I want to go home. You can have our women. I want to go home. No fight in him. And this man, Winston Churchill, still tried to inspire them. Still tried to inspire them. No leadership. Leadership all shook up. Ready to take the deal. Ready to surrender without putting up a fight. Without thinking it out. Not only did they surrender, not only did they surrender, then they handed over their ships. Then they handed over their equipment. What kind of, what kind of, oh my goodness. But Winston Churchill being the great man that he is, Despite being stabbed in the back by his quote unquote ally, despite the fact that his ally gave him nemesis ships to finally reach to double the size of his navy, to reach Britain, to weep, to reach the British. still gave him chance after chance to reconcile. He still tried to lead the fight. He still sent soldiers to, of his to die for a country that gave up. That had no intention of fighting at all, but still requested more British lives. Man, you corny! Gave up their ships, gave up their homes, gave up the women to the Germans. And still Winston Churchill sent out his best men 
to improve relations. That is an amazing, amazing show of leadership. And that is what I've gotten so far. I'm on a page 140. It is Britain. It is the British versus the world. He has no help. Italy just declared war on British too. Italy just inserted the knife in the back as well. Man, you corny! And Churchill is sending his guys to the Mediterranean to fight. Because he knows that the key to winning this war is the Mediterranean. Because in the Mediterranean lies India. And India is where all the resources are coming from. He needs his crown in the jewel. He needs to control the Mediterranean. The homeland may be small, but the empire is huge. You would think that the British would be demoralized. But they weren't, because he inspired them with a microphone. British versus the world, and he inspires his nation to keep fighting with the microphone. He says, we're going to fight you on the beaches. We're going to fight you in our houses. We're going to fight you in the streets. We're going to fight you in the sewers. And if you still manage to to defeat us our overseas where our empire is we're gonna rebuild overseas and we're gonna come back and take this island again and fight you again and the British woke up folks that's standing behind the cause folks and that is Winston Churchill the last lion page 1 through 140 preview 
we are told, sir, that Herr Hitler has a plan for invading the British Isles. This has often been thought of before. When Napoleon laid Boulogne for a year with his flat bottom boats and his grand army, he was told by someone there are bitter weeds in England. There are certainly a great many more of them since the British Expeditionary Force returned. Sir, I have myself full confidence that if all do their duty, if nothing is neglected, and if the best arrangements are made, as they are being made, we shall prove ourselves once more able to defend our island home, to ride out the storm of war, and to outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary for years, if necessary alone. At any rate, that is what we are going to try to do. That is the resolve of His Majesty's government, every man of them. That is the will of Parliament and the nation, the British Empire and the French Republic, linked together in their cause and in their need, will defend to the death their native soil, aiding each other like good comrades to the utmost of their strength. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old.